Dave McLean is an award-winning actor, experienced voiceover artist, published writer, and rising cinematographer and filmmaker living in the Houston, Texas area. Dave has worked all over Eastern and Central Texas and has acted in several dozen screen projects as a character actor or as the lead or co-lead in feature films, award-winning short films, commercials, industrials, TV shows, webisodes, and music videos since he began acting professionally in July of 2016. Dave also has extensive theater experience. He has acted in plays in several states and Europe, performed at the AACT National Theater Festival, and he has written, directed, and produced a wide variety of theatrical and video productions. Dave was born and raised in the suburbs of Cleveland, Ohio, as the oldest of six children, and he has raised two children, William and Savannah. Dave graduated magnum cum laude from Edinburgh University of Pennsylvania and was a high school history teacher in Chesapeake, Virginia for seven years. He then served 20 years in the U.S. Army as a broadcast journalist and public affairs soldier slash supervisor, training and serving throughout the U.S. and in Europe and deploying in Iraq, Jordan, and Haiti. In late 2015, Dave retired to the suburbs of Houston with his wife Elizabeth and devoted himself to a career in the arts. Dave's other interests include movies, trivia, politics, sports, photography, and travel. And without further ado, let's get this show on the road. Recording. Welcome to the show, Mr. Dave McLean. I'm glad to have you on here today, man. How are you doing today, man? I'm doing great. Thank you very much. I'm happy to be here. Thanks for inviting me. All right. So the first question I want to ask you is, why did you choose to get into this, this wacky business in the first place, man? Because this business is incredibly hard to break into, and it's even harder to even keep your place, much less get consistent work. So what made you decide to pursue this career path? Well, it's a it's a long story, but I'll sum it up quickly. And if you hear anything uh, you want to know more about, go ahead and ask. But I, uh, I started doing drama club in junior high school. Uh, so I, I was a theater guy. Um, my first play was in 1981. So I've been at it a while. Mm, and uh, that continued through high school, college, as an adult, even when I was in the Army doing community theater. So I always had, had a love for it, and I've always had a love for movies. So when it came time to retire from the military, I decided I was going to uh, see if I could transfer my theater experience and my broadcast journalism experience from when I was in the Army and make that into a screen acting career. Uh, my wife supported me, and I started submitting myself and started getting bookings. So I, uh, you know, started working even harder at it, and um, I've been pretty happy with the results so far. Wow, man! I've actually got into broadcast journalism myself, mm. actually. So that's how I got started in the world of video. But originally, I just wanted to just act, but. Mm -hmm. You know, when I enrolled in um, broadcast journalism class at Stratford High School, I just basically just fell in love the moment I touched that Canon camcorder and I started messing around, messing around in Final Cut Pro X. 
So that's how I got my filmmaking career jumped off. And now, you know, fast forward to today, I'm out here collaborating with you on this podcast and I'm looking forward to collaborating with you on future projects. So if I, I I hope we get to do that for um, anybody watching or listening who's not real familiar Uh, I've known Evan uh, only a short time, but I have come to understand that he is he is very artistic and creative. He's driven. He's determined to succeed. And he really wants to uh, put his best foot forward on every project he's working on. So, you know, we've had some conversations and. They have been very enjoyable, I think, for both of us, if I can say that. And uh, yes. we are hoping yes. to actually work together directly at some point. Yeah, man, definitely. Because, like, so I'm going to tell you all a quick story just to go more in depth to the audience that's listening. So I met him during spring break at the Houston Film Industry Meetup. Mm-hmm. And... He was talking up there about him being an actor, right? He gave a speech, and then I think I spoke after him. And after I spoke, I was just, like, trying to hunt this guy down. (laughs) You know what I mean? Because I was looking around for him. Because I can tell just by, like, his energy and that look in his eye that he is about his business. Doesn't mess around. Doesn't do any of that. Like, he's not just a typical person at a meetup that they're just going there just to say that they went to a meetup. Like, nah, like, when when you go there, it's, it's business-related. And I can tell that about him. And, you know, if you guys haven't already, make sure to go check out his website. It'll be in the show notes because, you know, his website is very well done, has lots of credits on his resume, just to say the least, and I mean the least, because this guy has a lot of credits in a short period of time. And you started in 2016, man. And mm-hmm. within a three-year time span, you've done over 50 projects, man. That That is incredible. And I want to ask you, what drives you to do this in the first place? Well, I think it's a lot of things. Um as I said, growing up being such a fan of movies, of course, uh, most people that love them as much as I do dream of being in them someday. And uh, and again, I always had that um, inkling to, to perform. But why I do it now, um, partly it's just simply a, a cool thing to be able to do in retirement. But um, why this specifically is uh, I just, I think everybody has a voice. Everybody has something to say. Everybody has a story. And we all want to express ourselves and we all want to be heard. So some people do it just through their friendships. They find a way to funnel their creativity and self-expression through their jobs, whatever they may be. Some people do it through music, painting. Right. Video, writing, acting. So this is my way to to express myself. I mean, this business is basically about entertainment, but the projects that interest me the most, the one that I'm the ones that I'm willing to sacrifice the most to be a part of, 
are the ones that do more than just entertain, the ones that have something to say, uh, yeah. some kind of message, some kind of, you know, it's great to leave the audience leave uh, to leave the audience with a smile on their face, but I also want the, something to be going on between the ears. I want them to leave the theater or the screen thinking. Yes, and that's the same thing about me too, is I want the audience members to think as well. I don't want them to just be, just look at my films or photographs because I, I recently took photography seriously. But um, yeah, I really do want the audience members to start thinking about what they're watching and, you know, just thinking about their own life and not just sitting there being entertained because yeah, I can create pretty images out the wazoo all I want to and write witty dialogue and have, you know, great editing and great actors. But if it's not touching the audience member on a soul level, I feel like I haven't achieved my end goal because the technical stuff, anybody can learn that, but mm -hmm. it takes a special type of person to really, touch the soul of a person and not every creative can do that you can learn after effects and final cut and adobe premiere and fl studio and all of these great amazing tools and and stuff like that but if you don't cause the person to think or if you don't touch them on an emotional level then it's just like an empty shell so to speak it's just something that looks pretty on the outside but has no substance on the inside Mm -hmm. I, I couldn't agree more. Yeah, that's, I mean, I think that anybody that gets into this business because they want to be rich and famous is, is doing it for the wrong reason. Because yeah. for one thing, very few people who do this get to be rich and famous. Okay, so the odds are really stacked against you. But you, a lot more of us can do it for the love of it and get a lot of self-satisfaction and also you know entertain people and like we were talking about do some good for other folks of course we all want to get to that pinnacle and we're all reaching for that but the fact of life is that not everybody's gonna get as far as they want to get so along the way if you can enjoy the journey get something out of it for yourself give something to the audience then we really can't ask for much more of that because so much of it is out of our hands anyway. Yeah, that is facts, man, because like we what the creation process, we are in total control of that and how we tell our stories and, you know, how we present them to people. But once we release it in the public eye, it's it's out of our hands at that point And it's up to and it's it's the public's property now. It's no longer your property and i equate i equate that the creative field or creative projects period as your baby right mm -hmm. you're first getting an idea you're being impregnated by god or the universe or what have you you're impregnated by it it in, it impregnates your mind and your intuition with that idea but then when you're in a creation process, you're actually giving birth to it. And yes. then I have used that analogy myself. Uh, back when I was doing theater, I, um, 
I was fortunate to have the opportunity to write and direct a little bit. And when I was thinking up a story in July and putting it on paper, and then in December, seeing live actors speak those words, embody those characters, and then see the audience respond to that. I mean, I'm literally having chills just thinking about it because that was one of the most rewarding experiences of my life to be able to see that all the way through. And I know it's very similar with the film. Obviously, you don't have a live audience while you're doing it, so there's some delayed gratification there. But the principle is the same. To to have a vision that only you have and to gather a group of people together that come to share that vision and express it, it does feel like a baby being born. And right before one of our performances for one of those plays I wrote and directed, I literally said that to the cast. That was my pep talk to them. I I said, I feel like a new father who has uh, just seen his baby being born and it's a beautiful baby. And that my, that was my way of telling the cast that they did so much better with my words and my story than I could have even imagined when I started it. So it's such a, you know, the performing arts, whether they're on film or on stage or whatever, it's such a collaborative process. And you really have to embrace that. And you have to let other people express themselves and find their voice and shine. And when that happens... We all benefit, and the viewer, the audience benefits. That's the goal. That's facts, man. That that is really, really great that you said that because, like, I come from a theater background. You know, for anybody that doesn't know, like, I come from like acting in theater. Like, I had in mind that I wanted to act it in film, but I was doing like some on stage work, like getting auditions. And only made the cut for like one project out of the rest of my high school career. But the mm-hmm. point is, you know, the the magic of performing, whether it's on camera or in front of a live audience, you're gonna get the same benefit. But with like, I want I want to compare both. My personal favorite is performing on camera, but mm-hmm. you know, performing in front of a live audience gives you way more than on camera. Because on camera, your only audience is, of course, the camera and, you know, the rest of the cast and the crew that day. And anybody that's watching, like, long after you done recorded and edited your movie or TV show or web series or what have you, you know, performing in front of a live audience, you know, is definitely, like, a different vibe and your soul is exposed, I feel like, more on stage and because and the reason why i say that is because like you know the audience is blacked out and the spotlight is on you you can't see them but they can see you so that is like hella nerve-wracking and also just like that thrill of keeping your lines memorized and also performing the lines and your part of the play real well in front of a live audience is a, is an adrenaline rush because yeah. you have to be on point. And if you mess up, you have to make it as if you uh, meant to say that line that way. If you meant to trip, if you meant to trip over, or if you meant to 
do what you are doing because the audience can't tell the difference between something that's improvised as something that's memorized. And so I want to say that to anybody that's um, a seasoned professional actor or somebody who's like won a couple of awards like you have or someone that's in between like I am. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> the audience cannot tell the difference if you're improvising or if you're if you memorize that line because they're, if they're you're not, good. Yes. If yes. if you panic, they're gonna they're gonna know. Oh, that, yes. that's, that happened to me once. It was way back in high school, but it was a mystery. And my character was supposed to start putting things together, and then everybody else standing around was gonna contribute something. And then by the end of that scene, the audience was gonna understand everything that happened in the play. And somehow to this day, I don't know what it was. I don't know if I dropped a line or somebody else dropped a line or I skipped a line. I don't know what happened, but I found myself slightly panicked for a minute. And I knew that if we let this go and collapse, the audience would have no idea what they were supposed to have learned. So I just ran through everybody's lines and <laughs> I went off stage and oh, I went, I screwed up, I screwed up, I screwed up. I don't know what it was, but um, it's, it's, it's a lot of pressure. And I tried to play it off like this is what was supposed to happen. I don't know if people could tell or not, but you know what they say, the show must go on. I mean, we all right, have those right. moments of fear and panic. We all make mistakes. Um, there's different ways to deal with mistakes on uh, on stage versus on screen, but um, nobody's perfect. We're all just working at it and trying to get better. Right, because like just to piggyback off of what you said about being good, like you have to get training. Like you can mm-hmm. be actually talented all you want to, but the only way that you're going to be able to quote unquote fake it, like I just said you're going to have to get trained by somebody because absolutely um i i'd like to say a word about that if you don't mind because i think that's a crucial point that's a crucial point to make if um if anybody out there is wanting to take up acting thinking about it or maybe even they're doing it now and you're not being trained in some way i got a real harsh assessment for you. You're never going to get there. You're never going to get to where you want to be because I don't care how much natural talent you have. A lot of people do have natural talent, but they need it focused. They need it focused by somebody who's been there, done that, and knows what they're doing. And maybe you don't have a lot of natural talent, but maybe you can learn to be a good actor. You need training for that as well. Now, what form does that training take? You know, I'm not going to try to say that I know the best answer for everybody because it's going to differ. We have different circumstances, different personalities. What works for you might not work for me and vice versa. But whether it is going to school for theater or, or the performing arts in some way, whether it is getting an acting coach here in Houston, what, whatever it is, you have got to find your way into an environment where you can regularly perform, improve, get critiqued, be guided so that your talent and your determination will 
will someday amount to something. Uh, may I uh, put in a quick plug for my coach? Yes, go right ahead, man, because I'm actually looking for a coach myself. Okay. Well, um, I've been to <clears throat> several coaches around Houston over the past three years, some for longer periods of time, some just maybe for a workshop or, or something. But um, there's two I'd like to name specifically. Uh, Brian Thornton and Price Hall. Okay. Price Hall is, uh, he does a lot of workshops pretty frequently here and in New Mexico. He has uh, homes in both places. He's an experienced actor himself. He's a great coach. He has a great method. And it's called the natural act, teaching you how to be natural on camera. I have been to some of his workshops. I've gone to him for private sessions in his home, gotten a lot out of him. The person that I go to more regularly right now, though, is Brian Thornton. I go to weekly classes with him. His school is called the Clear Performance Academy. You can find it on Facebook, Brian Thornton's Clear Performance Academy. And he is simply fantastic. Uh, I, I'm not gonna, I could take up the rest of your podcast talking about how great he is at helping actors to, to get to the emotion of a scene but also to understand the business aspect of it. You know, he talks about the actor as an entrepreneur and wow. he teaches you how to do your business. And he's one of those people that is great to be around, but he can also tell you the harsh truth. Now, he doesn't, he never does it harshly or meanly. He's not one of those stereotypical people that's going to yell at you and cut you down so he can build you up. He's not like that. But he will not sugarcoat it. He will tell you the truth. But he'll always do it with love and encouragement. He's just got a great balance in his approach to dealing with his fellow actors. And this guy's a very experienced actor himself. He's got a feature film uh, at World Fest this week. Lone Star Deception, it's called. Anyway, so Brian Thornton, Price Hall, whether you're interested in ongoing training or workshops, I urge anybody out there to look up one or both of those guys. I know there's a lot of people in Houston you could go to. There's some that I've heard great things about, but I don't have personal experience with them. These are the guys I have personal experience with, and I want to vouch for both of them very highly. Man, thank you for um, plugging in those two acting coaches, because I feel like the more people know, the more that more options they have. And I'm a person that has options. And, you know, when I was first like learning about this business, I'm not saying that I know everything because I'm aware that there are changes to the business happening every single freaking day because this business is crazy and wacky and chaotic. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I've read a bunch of acting books on these different techniques and, you know, some on the business aspect. You know, I, I have like a couple of acting books in my arsenal. But um, the best acting book I read was called uh, um, Actors, Art and Craft by William Esper. I think he wrote that book. And, you know, he was touching on spirituality a bit, which I am a huge, huge, huge spirituality geek. And he talks about like tapping into the subconscious mind and, you know, things of that nature, just so you can really express the character. And 
another playwright who whose book was written about like it was called on the technique of acting by Anton Chekhov and <clears throat> I learned about his life story through Robert Greene's book The Laws of Human Nature about like his childhood and what he went through and him using circumstances from his life to inspire his plays and I can resonate with that because like I told you on a private phone call that I use the things I've been through in my life and turn them into fictional stories. Mm -hmm. So even though he's long gone, you know, I have that connection to him in that aspect. But um, another thing that I want to ask you is um, what's the difference between the, the film industry here and the film industry back home in Ohio? Well, I can't tell you anything about the film industry back home in Ohio because everything I've done so far has been in Texas. Um, I can tell you that I was very pleasantly surprised at how many opportunities there are in Texas and, and even in Houston to hone your craft. Okay, Now, I'm not going to make it into something that it isn't. Um, I'm not saying that this is... Hollywood or New York or Atlanta here. Not even close. But No, but there are a lot of people around here that are very talented. They're very conscientious, hardworking, very collaborative. You know, I, I haven't worked in L.A. Or, or New York or Atlanta, but just from the things I've heard, I don't think it's like this everywhere. I mean, people around here, they try to help each other out. They, they really want to help each other succeed. They recognize we're, we're all going after our, we each have a better of getting there. And if you can help somebody else get there, and maybe they get there before you, maybe they can reach back and give you a helping hand and, and bring you along. You know, so I work as much as I can. Um, if I may tell you a little bit about how it kind of developed for me in Houston. This this might might help some folks out. Um, again, not like you said, not that I have all the answers, um, but I've learned a few things, and I've been working a lot. Uh, I uh, did my first gig on July seventh, twenty sixteen, and I remember that because it was two days after my birthday. What's more, it was two days after my fiftieth birthday. So. Uh, anybody thinks, oh, it's too late. No, it's not. Um, you can get into that. You're never too young, never too old, literally, to get into this business. So I submitted myself for a couple things. I got cast. I was surprised. And I realized this could actually happen for me. I got to step up my game. I got to take this really seriously and, and see how far I can go with this. So that's when I started taking acting classes on a regular basis. I had never done it before, even all my years of theater. I had never done more than a workshop here and there. So I started going to weekly classes, and I started getting better. And I started looking at the things you've got to do to be taken seriously as a professional. you got to have a professional headshot. Not somebody yes. in the backyard, okay? <laughs> somebody that knows how to take a headshot specifically okay um i'll mention my photographer for that i go to chris gillette he's fantastic he does actors 
business people, politicians. Um, yes, Chris Gillette, like the razor. In fact, his website is like the razor.com. That's that's <laughs> www.liketherazor.com. Chris Gillette is the best that I've worked with um, as far as the individual headshots, but I've also gotten some great character shots from uh, Kim Davis and Steve McCoy. They work together, makeup artist, photographer. Um, they're also excellent. So I, I got the headshots. I went online. Okay, what does a professional acting resume look like? And I modeled mine after those. And then I looked at um, actors' demo reels online. I looked at a whole bunch of those and, and instructional videos on how those should be put together. And then I, I started getting footage back from the different projects I was doing. And I'm like, okay, I think I have a, enough good stuff now to put together a reel. So I put together a reel. <clears throat> and this was right about the time I started with Brian. And I showed it to him. And he said, don't use this. <laughs> like I said, he he will tell you the truth. He said, you need to get some more professional looking clips. And so I got some more professional looking clips. Uh, as I worked at it more, I was getting better and better projects. And so I was able to put together a better reel. But the bottom line is I keep working at all of it. And by all of it, just to list ongoing training with with a, a professional coach who knows their stuff updating the resume and always making that better same thing with the demo reels i'm on the third version of my demo reel now networking which is how i met you you go to those industry functions and events you go to the premieres and the meetups and anything else that you film see every time too was that and film festivals too yeah Film festivals, absolutely. All that stuff. You go, you meet people. Make sure you have a professional-looking business card and you exchange business cards and you keep in touch with those people. You know, with Facebook and, and all the other social media platforms, meetup.com and such, there is no excuse. None. Um, also. For not being able to find out what's going on and who's <laughs> serious about their business who you can meet in your area, who you can help out, who can help you out. I understand not everybody has the money to go to a fancy film school or to go to the most expensive acting coach in town. And by the way, the ones I named aren't the most expensive. But, you know, <laughs> you can spend a ton of money. But some people don't have that. Okay? Yeah. So you do what you can, and the, the networking stuff is free. Yeah. Okay? And and if you if you know somebody who's an actor or you just get together a group of actors that want to help each other out, you can do that for free. Um, a guy no named Kingsley Martin, he started a scene study group in his home earlier this year. And uh, it, this was just a bunch of actors getting together and critiquing each other. Now, we were all serious. We all had some experience. So you got to know you're getting good advice from the right people. But there's so many ways to do it. If you can spend the money, spend the money. If you can spend a little money, spend a little money. You got to invest in your future at some point. But yes. find a way to connect with these people, to get this training, to get professional marketing materials together. I've droned on long enough. It's just I'm really passionate about this because hey, no we problem. all have a dream. Uh, uh, but you got to work at it. And there's ways to do it to help 
ensure success. I'm not where I want to be yet, not even close, but I've already done a lot in a short period of time. So what I'm doing is apparently working and I'm going to keep at it. Yeah. And I was, I was going to say, you know, I'm a college student myself. I currently go to the University of Houston. I'm in my sophomore year. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I, I would like to say to all the college students listening to this is to take advantage of your free sources while you're in college. College is a giant networking hub. And if you have business cards, always carry with them with carry them with you in your pocket. With mm -hmm. me, I don't care if I'm just going down to one of the dining halls just to get something to eat. I always have at least five business cards with me just in case I meet somebody who needs like a commercial video, a demo reel edited. And speaking of which, you know, I implemented a new service in my business to where I edit demo reels for actors, cinematographers, and directors for a hundred bucks. So hey, hold on now. Hold on. I edit demo reels too. I don't yeah. think I like this competition. What are you doing? <laughs> hey, that's that's all right. There's there's enough out there for all of us. I'm just teasing you. I, I think it's yeah. great you're doing that because the more different things you do in this business, I don't mean just you as a college student, any of us, the more different things you do, the better you're going to be at the thing you're focusing on because you're going to understand how it all comes together and what your part, the part you have to play, how that affects the big picture and how the big picture affects you. So diversify, absolutely. Whatever you have in your mind to do, do it. But do yeah. it well. Do your best at it. And don't stop until you think you can't get any better. And then when you get there, you probably do need to stop. Because you can get better. If you ever get it in your mind, you can't get better. You need to keep going. Oh, yes. You know, I definitely pride myself on not resting on my laurels. But just to expand on what I was saying, like... Yes, I'm sorry. I cut you off. But I, I just... Uh, I, I didn't know you edited real, so I had to give you a hard time about that because I've been doing that too, and I'm trying to get more business for me. But hey, more power to you. <laughs> Thanks, man. Well, also, as I was saying, you know, at my university, if you're a fine arts student, specifically a photography slash digital media student, they have a lighting studio, I think, on the second or third floor. And as long as you're enrolled in like a photography class or a video art class, you get to use it for an hour and it's available for free and they have a bunch of professional lights. And I don't know if you've seen any of my photos from Facebook, but I took it in that lighting studio mm. last week. So I say this to say, take advantage. If you have a lighting studio at your school, by all means, like try to get in there or, you know, if try to finesse your way in there if you have to. But get yeah. those professional-looking photographs, and I'll send some to you just so you know what I mean. And they've been taken at the lighting studio here at school. And just take advantage of that. And also, if you're like a communications major or a fine arts major, go to that equipment office and borrow the cameras and the other equipment, shoot some photos, shoot some test footage, get familiar with this. So I'm, I'm giving filmmaking advice yeah. and photography advice for anybody that's interested in photography and filmmaking. Go rent you out some equipment from the equipment office at 
your local university or ask one of your homeboys or homegirls if they have a camera like, hey, can I borrow your camera for, you know, X amount of time and just start practicing with them with me so I can get better at my composition and lighting. I do photography on the side just so I can just fine tune my yeah. skills. That's you know? excellent. And I and I want to say a little bit about the college students, too, not because I am one and not because I did this in college, but I am working with people like you right now. And I have really? been since the beginning. Um, ironically, <clears throat> U of H is one I don't think I have worked with, but I have done stuff. Uh, I've done project with um, HCC, Lone Star College. Um, even UT, I've gone out to Austin and done some stuff, and especially uh, Sam Houston State. And nothing against U of H. I can't say good or bad because I haven't worked with you guys. Haven't had that opportunity yet. Hope to. But Sam Houston State University, I'm talking to actors now. I'm not saying you should drop out of U of H. Mm. But, you know, if, if you're an actor or if you're a student up at Sam Houston State, they have an excellent program up there. They do quality work. On my current demo reel, there are clips of six different films I've done represented. Four of the six are things I did for Sam Houston State. Because they and a lot of these other colleges around here, like you say, they got the equipment. It's accessible to you. You got a lot of people like you who want to do this stuff and want to help each other out. They work on each other's projects. All right. So saying to the actors, Give these people a chance. Don't just say, oh, they're students. What do they know? They know more than you think they know. They know yeah. more than a lot of these other indie people. <clears throat> and, and, I work, and I've worked for some of them, too. But, you know, with the indie folks, you never know what you're going to get, uh, you know, whether they're good or not, whether they know what they're doing, have good equipment. When you're dealing with college students, they have access to the equipment. They're doing this a lot of times for a grade, for a course requirement. So they are taking it seriously. They have people watching out for them, helping them. And you will gain, as an actor, some great experience doing it. Sure, they can't pay you. Okay, fine. If you think you've done a few projects, you, you're not going to do free stuff anymore, fine. You sit there and wait for Steven Spielberg to call. <laughs> I'm going to keep working, even <laughs> if I'm doing some stuff for free, because every set I'm on, I learn something. Every set I'm on, I meet new people. And every set I'm on, I have fun. So I am going to keep working on as many projects as I can that will have me, things that interest me and excite me and that I enjoy with people that I like. I, yeah, I'm going to do it. Hopefully in time, I'm going to make more money. I'm going to get stuff that's released wider. That's the goal of all of us. But mainly, I want to keep working. So yeah. that's that again, I'll get off my pedestal, but obviously I feel passionate about this stuff. Um I've good, again I've yes. been at it less than three years, but I, I've learned some things <clears throat> and I've had some experiences and, and I want to share them. If people are out there struggling, they don't know what to do, how to get started or or whatever. You know, the stuff that Evan and I are saying, whether you're younger like him, older like me, somewhere in between. We're telling you, we're telling you how to get started. We're telling you how to make progress. So take our advice and hopefully it'll work out. 
And speaking of which, like in college students, you know, right now, like in my photography class, I'm learning Photoshop and Lightroom, mainly Lightroom, a little bit of Photoshop, but mainly Lightroom. And then also like you, you learn like Adobe products, period. Like you learn Adobe Premiere, After Effects, Adobe Illustrator, Photoshop, Lightroom. You know, if you're if you're a college student and you're involved in like the video or photography program at your school, you you learn you probably use Adobe products. So to all the actors out there who feel a little bit jaded, there are college students who know how to use these pieces of software and make incredible projects. I mean, just to step off of that um, way for a moment. I know a lot of people in my fundamentals of drawing and graphic design classes that do a lot of great designs by hand. And I'm like, mm. damn, like these guys are talented. Like they're they're like talented and skilled enough to get paid big money. And how do I know? Because I see them in class every freaking week and I see their work and they consistently produce yeah. and they consistently do amazing jobs. So Please, please, please do not sleep on college students at all because Art Institute of Houston too. I didn't mention them before. I've done a few projects for them, and, <laughs> and I just thought of them because you were talking about the the other forms of artistic expression at AIH. You got a lot of talented people that can work with you. Some people are there just because they want to learn animation, and uh, there's a natural connect there with filmmakers if. You know, people are creative enough and driven enough to uh, pursue that. Yeah, you know, definitely, definitely. Like, the point is, is to be resourceful. Like, Mm -hmm. don't just sit there and just, like, let the fact that you don't have the Panavision camera or the freaking Ari Alexas or the Reds, or, you know, if if you don't have the funds to attend, like, a top of the line acting school in freaking New York or Hollywood, California. Right. Because like you have thing you have YouTube University, which is for free. You can mm-hmm. look at loads of videos. And that's how I learned filmmaking and a little bit of photography and some acting. And then I bought a few courses on Udemy.com, which they, they they never go for full price. They always have a sale like every freaking week. So take advantage of Udemy. Like Udemy has better quality courses than YouTube because YouTube, anybody can upload anything and say what they want. Mm. But what I noticed about Udemy is that they have actual professionals who know what they're talking about. And they'll actually go into more detail than most of these YouTubers. Not saying that YouTube is bad. YouTube is a great resource. But eventually you want to invest in yourself, like you said, somehow, some way, even if it's just a little bit of money or if you're dumping like hundreds and thousands of dollars on your education alone. But the point is, go ahead and look for the information. Do not let connections, um, the lack of connections stop you from pursuing a career in this business because me and him have similar beginnings. We didn't know nobody. We didn't know a damn thing about the crafts. We knew mm-hmm. nothing. I'm not saying I'm as far as he is, but I am saying like I've accumulated the knowledge by actually going out and seeking it. I hopped on a few of Amy Jo Berman's webinars. Amy I, Jo Berman, I've I've seen some of hers too. She does good stuff. Yeah, and I've also watched a couple of uh, Wendy Elaine Wright videos on YouTube. I haven't 
um, when it, I haven't bought her course yet, but I do plan on doing that in the sometime future. But, mm-hmm. you know, the point is, is to like go to the panels. So, like I've been in plenty of panels at my last university. Mm-hmm. I um, won third place. Me and my team won third place for our film Obsessed Love in a 48 hour, four minute film competition back in Beaumont, Texas. So that's why I said the network at film festivals, because I've actually been to one last last April, actually. Um, I've been to the uh, Austin Film Festival uh, three years running now. I might not go this year because of some other plans, but uh, last three years in a row. And it's fantastic, especially if you're a writer. Now, we've mainly been talking to actors here and a little bit filmmakers, but writers, too. I mean, some of the principles that Evan and I have been talking about here, it applies to you, too. I'm also a writer. It's not my number one thing, but I'm, I'm very active with uh, writing, short stories, short screenplays. And I go to the Austin Film Festival, which is focused. It's called the Writers Festival for a reason. You see films, lots of filmmakers there, but... When you go to most of these other film festivals, they're focused just on the filmmakers. You go to AFF, it's focused more on the writers. So you talked about panels. Some, you know, not just a bunch of people that are just starting out telling you what they think they know. We're talking about well-known Hollywood screenwriters and directors and producers and actors. Austin Film Festival is great. If you can't afford to go to the South by Southwest, AFF is cheaper. It's in October. Check it out. Uh, just just saying. That's another thing I'd like to rec- recommend from myself. And uh, th- there's one more recommendation I think I need to throw in here if it's not too off topic. I've been mentioning everybody else or almost everybody else has been helping me along the way. Um, I do have an agent. It took me a while to get there. I just got them in December. I already had dozens of credits before I did. So, you know, these things take time. You got to work up to it. But I have an agent now. It's called, um, they're called the Boyson Agency. They work out of Houston and Austin. And I've only been with them three, four months. But I can tell you, I've been very happy with them so far. Um, they're relatively new, but they have some very experienced people who have worked for other agencies with them. And I can tell you, again, just my experience, less than 48 hours after I signed my contract with them, I was on a set of a feature film with a speaking role. I kid you not, less than 48 hours. And they submit me for stuff all the time. A lot of commercials. uh, Several of them have turned into auditions. I've booked some stuff. Just getting started with them, but so far, I, I would recommend the Boyson Agency if uh, somebody's looking for an agent in Houston or Austin. Yeah, most yeah. definitely, most definitely, man, because mainly what you hear about with the agencies is like Neil Hamill and Pages Parks. I've never actually heard of the Boyson Agency until you mentioned it now, but definitely, like, I'm going to work on getting more experience as an actor because I have like even though I start out as an actor, I have more experience behind the camera mm-hmm. and I have more on behind the camera credits than I do acting. And that's like I've been aware of that for some time now that um, I need to get that, you know, 
at least even with my on camera, my behind the camera experience. But, you know, it, it's all a part of the process. And I just released like my third demo reel last night. I don't know if you peeped it out, but, you know, I'll put the link in the show notes for anybody who wants to see my demo reel. You know, but the point is, you know, you need to have something to showcase your work so that you can show people that you take yourself seriously. Like you may not be um, a filmmaker or an actor listening to this. You may be a photographer or a painter or a writer. You need to have something that's compiles your work in that somebody can just look at and say, okay, you know, I want to hire this person and I want to work with them or just collaborate with them on a project because nowadays like you don't have to go through gatekeepers anymore you have we've been blessed with the internet and you know if i haven't like heard of meetup.com like if i haven't watched that video that night back in 2016 it was like this video on actualize.org and he was no it was not him um it was this entrepreneur named peter vu and he recommend like meetup.com and i was like I've been wanting to look for networking events for a while, but I just didn't know where to look. I was doing a Google search, but I was finding networking events from like 2013 and 2012 and 2011 at that point. And I was like, man, I need to find some networking events to where I can meet industry players. So when he mentioned meetup.com and then I started, I started seeing the Houston film industry meetup group and I went to it for the first time a year later, it was like, off to the races from there because I'm like, I got a little taste of what it was like to be around other creators. First time, it was a bit of a dud. Second time, okay. Third time, getting a little better. Fourth time, Mm. way better because I met you and I met a lot more higher quality people. But so the point is like, when you go for the first time in whatever industry you go to, it may not be that great of an event, but just keep on going and going and going and going and going until you find people who not only are serious about their craft and their industry players, but also align with you and your personality. And you, you mentioned that group and, and I want to be, uh, I want to make sure anybody listening who's interested really uh, gets this down. If you go on meetup.com and you, you know, if you just type in film stuff, it'll probably come up. And I mean, not the words film stuff, but, you know, <laughs> uh, anything film or acting related. But what we're talking about specifically is the Houston Film Industry Meetup. That's the official name. It's run by Norman Ray Fitz, who happens to be, and you may not even know this, Evan, uh, Norman is the most produced screenwriter in the state of Texas. Uh, he's a screenwriter, he's an author, he's been published plenty, he, a lot of his scripts have turned into movies, and he runs this group, and on, if you go on Meetup, you'll see it for yourself, it has more than 6,000 members. And this isn't all Texas, this is the Houston Film Industry Meetup. So you go to one of these monthly Meetup events that they have, they have them at a bar called The West End. Uh, which is near the Galleria, and uh, they do it, gosh, I want to say the second Tuesday of every month, I think it is, yeah, but yeah, if you go on Meetup, 
yeah, if you go on meetup.com, then then you can find out about it. And you have actors, writers, filmmakers. There's a composer that goes on a regular basis. Yeah, I had him, all of them. Yeah, I had him score a short film that I helped produce last year. I have gotten cast in projects from directors I've met at that meetup. And it is very important for networking. And, and I'm kind of with you. I started kind of slow there. Um, I'm somebody who's not real comfortable when I don't know people. And, and I'm, I have a hard time just walking up to somebody and starting a conversation. But I, I, I did exactly what you said. You know, we're like kindred spirits, you and me. I kept at it. I kept going. I didn't go every month, but I kept going. And I got to the point where I was seeing more and more familiar faces. And I started seeing people that I was working with on other projects. So now all of a sudden, I got some people to talk to. And they introduced me to other people. And and then I find it more easier to start up conversations. And, you know, I've got my business cards in my pocket. We're talking about stuff that we all share a love for and we find out that we have some things in common and we can help each other out and it's such a diverse group you know uh you know in terms of you know gender and race and ethnicity and background and where people are from and it's it's very diverse and it's very open and very giving so do check out the uh, houston film industry meetup Meetup meetup.com is where you'll find it Yes, and as a matter of fact, I'll also put the link to that specific group in the show notes. So make sure to go check out the show notes, guys. I'm going to be putting a lot of stuff in the show notes. And make sure to link me to your coaches' information in the Boise Agency so that I can put all of that in the show notes so that people can find it easily. You know, I will will send you those links as soon as we're done here, yeah, because I, I like to spread the word. And once again... You know, if you're a, a coach or a photographer or whatever who I, I didn't mention and I've worked with you, it doesn't mean I don't like you or you're no good. It's just that I, yeah, I can only I can only talk to my own uh, talk about my own experience. So these are the people I've spent the most time with. So therefore, I can say the most about them. And there's plenty of other good people out there you know, filmmakers, coaches, photographers who I don't know and haven't worked with. I'm sure there's a ton of them. This is just one actor's experience. These are the people I've worked with that I would like to spread the word about and and the Boyson Agency as well, because these are people who have done right by me and helped me to progress in my career. And I want other people to have that experience and to have success. And so I, I, I want to make those recommendations and I appreciate you giving me the opportunity to do that, Evan. You're welcome. You're welcome. Um, what I want to ask you as well is, in this business, what's been your biggest struggle that you had to overcome, and how did you overcome it? Hmm. Biggest struggle. Uh, this is going to make me sound like a jerk, but I don't think I've had any really big struggles yet. I'm, I'm sorry, but I haven't. I, I guess... <laughs> I guess just in in general, the um, keeping focused and and continue to work hard at it because again I'm talking mainly as an actor here, but this goes for writers, filmmakers, whatever. 
as an actor, I'm not going to get every role I want. And, and I'm going to have to sit and watch some of my friends and colleagues get roles I wanted or get opportunities I wish I had. But I can't focus on that, you know? I can't let right. that get me right. down because guess what? I'm going to miss out on exactly 100% of the castings I don't submit for. You know what I'm saying? True. So you you, you got to at least try. If you care enough about it, you got to try. And you got to stay the course over a period of time. So I don't think I've had one single hurdle. I mean, some general hurdles. You know, I had to learn how to transition my theater background into something that'll work for camera because there are differences. And... You know, the money sometimes is a struggle. You know, you, you want to pay a good coach, a good photographer, a good web designer, whatever it is that you need. Um, business cards you can get pretty cheap. But, you know, then some people want to pay people to help tape, them, help tape auditions or to do demo reels. Uh, there's an investment of money in there, and that doesn't come easy for most of us. Um, but you got to prioritize and do what you can. And just overall, keeping at it. Yes. Keeping at it. You know, that, that's probably the biggest general struggle. Yeah, and um, I also want to ask you, what projects are you currently working on at this moment? Okay, again, I'm going to try not to sound like a big jerk here, but there's a lot of them. And I, I know how fortunate I am to be in this position. I do not take it for granted for one second, believe me. Um, but uh, <clears throat> I'll, mention, I'll mention a couple. Um, uh, currently filming is a feature film called Road Rage. Uh, Conrad Craven's directing that. I have a small speaking role in that one. Haven't shot my scenes yet, but that's coming up for me. Just today, I found out I was cast... Uh, for a small speaking role in a feature film called Surviving the Storm. Mm. And uh, I have several short films coming up, including for Sam Houston State. Like I said, I, I love working with those folks. And, and I, you know, I'm going to keep working with them as long as they'll have me. So I got those. And then Miss Kat Mitchell. Some people might know her. Catherine Mitchell. Um, you can find her under Miss Cat TV. She does a lot of different kind of projects, and I'm currently working with her on a reality series that she's trying to get off the ground called Texas Tax Queens. We have filmed the pilot. Um, I just found out this week we're going to get to take a look at that as a group on the 20th, and she's shopping that around. So there, there's a lot of stuff going on, but like I've said before, I'm not getting paid for all of it. Some of the stuff I mentioned, some of the stuff I got going on, I'm making a little money at. Some stuff I'm doing for free because I enjoy it. I want to get better, have more experience, help people out. Sometimes you're just doing a favor for somebody, right, Evan? Sometimes you're just doing a favor. You're shooting for them or you're, you know, being, a, you know, being an assistant on set. Or if you're acting, you might be doing it for free just to help somebody else out. So, like I said before, just keep working. Whatever you got to do, keep working. You'll get better, and you'll get to where you want to be a lot quicker than deciding that something is beneath you or not worth your time. Yeah, man, and definitely, like, you know, how do you, 
maintain that creativity once you tap into it. Because I know that a lot of people complain about writer's block or they just get blocked creatively, period. So what is one thing that you do or a couple of things that you do to maintain that flow of creativity since you are working pretty much all the time now? Well, uh, that's that's a good question. I, I appreciate that. Um, I'll just throw a couple quick things at you. Um, one is variety. Okay. I get cast mainly in dramas, which is great. I'm working. I get cast oftentimes as dads or cops. <laughs> Can call it typecasting, but I'm working. Yeah. But variety, variety keeps it fresh. Um, I've gotten some comedies recently. I've gotten some villain roles recently, neither of which I was doing at the beginning. So that variety helps keep things fresh for me. So variety is, is part of what I do. Uh, you know, I try to work at doing different things. And it's not just the same stuff. I've done, again, I'm sorry this is going to sound like I'm bragging, but just so people know what I'm talking about here and where I'm coming from. I've done feature films, short films, TV shows, webisodes, commercials, industrial shoots, uh, voiceovers. Uh, voiceover is a big thing I'm starting to do more of this year, and even music videos. <laughs> so all of that variety, it keeps it fun, interesting, keeps the creative spark going. The other thing is, look at what other people are doing. Look at the local scene. You know, Look at stuff that Evan here is doing. Look at what other young filmmakers are doing, other indie filmmakers, but then also, of course, the Hollywood films. If you want to be a filmmaker, watch a ton of films, shorts, features, local, you behind know, big-budget studio. What? Behind-the-scenes content. Yeah, behind-the-scenes content, absolutely. If you want to be a writer, look with a critical eye at the stories that are being told. Read some actual produced screenplays. Do some writing of your own, you know? So basically immerse yourself in that thing that you love and see what you can learn from it. And then the last thing I'd say I do to, to try to keep creative, actually, okay, four things. Keep going to class. Like I, I've said <laughs> it before, and I'll say it again. Get into a class, get into a group of actors, keep with them and do a lot of different things. Experiment, trust yourself to experiment and to put yourself out there and get feedback from people who know what they're talking about. Then the last thing is, I would call it being observant, okay? So I'm, I write, I do voiceovers, but the most thing I do right now is screen acting. So when I'm in public, walking through the mall, in a restaurant, even in traffic, I'm observing people around me situations that they're in, how they talk, how they move, how they act, how they relate to each other. Okay. Now I don't want people to think I'm stalking folks. Uh, <laughs> you know, a lot of times you, I'll be doing this. You wouldn't even know it. If you walk past me, you wouldn't even know, but uh, I'm just, I'm trying to be a student of life. That doesn't sound too pretentious. I, I'm just trying to be observant of human behavior and what's going on in the world around me, because that's going to inform the way I approach a lot of different roles. 
So that's also been very valuable. So if I can remember the four things I said, do a variety of projects, um, right, right. immerse yourself in the work of others, see what you can learn from it, be involved with other people who are doing what you want to do, whether it's acting, writing, filmmaking, you know, so you can get some good criticism and, and mentorship, and then just be observant of the world around you. If you can yeah. do those four things, you will always find some creativity floating to the top, and it may be overflowing. You may have so much creativity, you don't know what to do with yourself, <laughs> okay? But that's a good problem to have, am I right? That's right, man. I've had those periods where I had so much creativity flow through me that I can't even stay focused sometimes. Like, mm -hmm. I would be sitting there trying to write a screenplay, but then another movie idea comes, then another one, then a YouTube video idea comes, then a podcast episode idea comes. Yep. You know, just all of these ideas just flood into me all at once. And it's just like, damn. Like, I hope you're writing them down, because I got a notebook. Uh, okay. a notebook that, I write them down in my phone, man. Yeah, I put, you know, a lot of people use the phone. You know, I'm, I'm an old guy, so... I'm, I, I got an actual notebook and I pick up a pen and I jot down the idea. Sometimes it's just a title. Sometimes it's just a couple sentences. And I've got a writer's notebook full of stuff that I want to write if I can ever find time to write because I'm doing all this other stuff. Um, but, hey, again, a good problem to have, right? I got so many things that I'm active doing that I love doing. I have to prioritize. So yes. yeah, I prioritize. Yeah, and what have you found? What were the key differences that you found with when you were doing theater versus on-camera acting versus voiceover acting? Well, uh, like I said before, the, the most obvious difference between on stage and on screen is uh, with screen, you got the delayed gratification, okay? Um, theater... Yeah, you got to work for weeks, maybe months to get a play together, get it just right, perform it. But as soon as you perform it, you're going to get the applause or not. <laughs> you're going to find out right away whether that audience appreciates what you did. And, you know, even with short films, sometimes I've waited months and months for them to come out. And even then I see them but I can't share them yet online or whatever because they're being submitted to film festivals, what have you. So you got to have a lot of patience when you're, when you're doing screen stuff. Um, and then screen versus voice acting, there's some differences there. One reason I've gotten more into voice acting is uh, diversification. Mm. In other words, when you are auditioning for a role on screen, so much of it has to do with your look. Um, I'm not going to mention the names, but <laughs> recently I auditioned for somebody uh. and they were considering me for the lead. They gave it to somebody else. But the, uh, the casting director told me, he said, you know what? Your audition was the best. But this other guy, he, he was almost as good as you but he looked the part more and we had to go with that. And you know what? Some people would get all upset. I wasn't, I was disappointed a little bit. I would have liked to have the lead who wouldn't. Right. But yeah. I'm in it. I'm in it anyway. And I understood what he was saying and I get it. But when you're a voice actor, 
you don't got to worry about that. People sometimes ask me if I'll shave for the role. I will, but it's not a concern when I'm doing voiceovers. So um, looks have a lot less to do with it, and you can do a lot more variety when you're doing voiceovers. Um, as far as the skills go, uh, when you are when you're acting on stage, you're generally, and I know some people will disagree with me on this, but again, I'm talking about my experience. You're, you're bigger. You got to be bigger because you might not even have a microphone. You got to project with your voice. Your actions, even your facial expressions have to be more obvious in the back row. But see the camera, the camera is as close as the director wants to so when you usually it has to be on film. Um, referring to Brian Thornton again, there were some things that, that I've done in his class, and he's like, that didn't look good. And I said, well, that's how I normally act. That felt natural to me. He said, yes, but it didn't look good on camera. Let me show you. And then he shows it to you, and you're like, oh, okay, I see now. I can still express this but maybe I do it this way instead of that way. Yeah. So, so you got to learn to adapt those skills. If you, like a lot of people, come up through theater and then try to go over to screen. And then, of course, it's a reverse problem if you're doing it the other way around. But, again, get into a class, get with a coach who knows what they're doing, and they can help you make those transitions and those differentiations. So that's... I, I could, again, talk a whole podcast on that, the question you just asked. But those are some of the basic differences that I've seen. I'll, I'll, I'll just end this with a quick little story to, to finish answering this question. The first paid screen job I did, it was a small part. I was a desk clerk in a hotel. And this... Uh, Guy came in, he was giving me the sob story and wanted me to bend the rules for him. So we're doing it. We're shooting my close-ups first. And so I'm reacting to the things he's saying. And the director stopped. You know, it wasn't a compliment. <laughs> what he was saying was I was overacting. Um, I was just coming out of theater and... I was being very expressive and too big. <laughs> he, I was being too big. He was right. He had to rein me in. And either he had a great way of putting it, or I was a really good listener that day, or maybe both. But I was able to rein that in, get to where he needed me to be. And that scene, to this day, is on my demo reel. The first scene I ever did on film. Because I immediately started adapting to the differences. I was not doing it well. This guy was able to get me where he needed me. And I started my journey of making that transition. Sometimes it's two steps forward, one step back. Sometimes it's one step forward, two steps back. But, uh, you know, you, you just got to keep working at it. Yeah, and... Um... Before we wrap the show up right now, are there any last words that you want to say before we end it? Oh, shoot. I've, I've 
talked way too much already. I appreciate you giving me the opportunity. Um, I'll just I'll just sum up real quick. And again, I'm talking mainly to actors, but writers, filmmakers, musicians, anybody watching in the creative arts can take some lessons here. Find somebody who can be a mentor to you, a coach, somebody you can go to on a regular basis, somebody you trust, somebody that really knows what they're doing and has an approach that works for you. And you got to buy into it, you know, because if you fight them on it, if you argue with them all the time, either you're not with the right coach for you or you don't have the temperament to succeed in this business because you got to be able to listen to the constructive criticism, even if sometimes it might hurt your feelings a little bit. But that's how you grow, okay? Being patted on the back all the time, that feels good. But you're not going to grow from that. You need to listen to people that know what they're talking about, okay? So get in with a good coach. Keep working at it. Do the professional marketing materials to include the, you know, the, the resume, the headshot, the business cards, the website, the social media presence in general. You got to work at all of those things. You got to work at the networking. You know, we talked about uh, the Houston film industry meetup, similar groups, be on set, talk with people online, network. Okay. So learn, work hard, network, and don't give up. If you really care about those dreams, keep working at them. Just keep in mind, we know life's going to intervene. We all can't devote everything we want to to it all the time. But find a way to keep working at it. Don't allow yourself to get too discouraged. And know that your dreams might not come true exactly the way you want them to. But you will have opportunities that you're going to appreciate if you do those things. Keep working at it. Don't give up. All right, man. That was great words of wisdom. I thank you for having you on the show. So where can people find you besides your website? Um, well, like I said, I, I do a lot of projects. So you're probably going to have a harder time not finding me if you're, uh, you know, working with the Houston film industry. I, uh, I, I impose my mug on people all over the place. But... Um, you mentioned my website. I appreciate that. Uh, I, I came up with one that was real easy to remember. It's davepro.info. www.davepro.info. And uh, that's the website. I am on Facebook. I got a professional page. It's at actorwriterdave. Or you could type in Dave McLean, actor writer. Um, you could find me that way. I'm, I'm on YouTube as well. Uh, Cleveman 66 because I'm from Cleveland, Ohio originally. So C L E V E M A N 66. That's what I am on Skype too. Um, I, I appreciate you giving me that opportunity. Uh, what I always tell people is, yes, I'm busy. I got a lot of things on my calendar, but I'm always looking for the next challenge. So if you're if you're out there, filmmakers. And you got a role that you think uh, might fit somebody like me, I'd appreciate you looking me up. Or if you're having trouble finding cast, maybe I can refer you to some of my friends and coworkers because I love doing that too. 
you know, if, if there's not an opportunity for me in something, I love to uh, throw the opportunities to other people and other people throw them to me sometimes. Like I said, in Houston, in Texas, we collaborate, man. We care about each other's success and happiness and dreams, and we help each other out. So I hope I get to help you out. It's great if you can help me out, too. Let's work together. Let's make something worth seeing and worth doing. Yes, yes, I'm down for that. And if you need an actor or a cinematographer or a director or editor, I'm your guy. You know, make sure to hire me. I'm out in Houston, Texas. I go to the University of Houston. I run a film production company called 8 Mill Productions, where I make music videos, commercials, and, of course, narrative films. So, yeah, I'm hiring yeah. over here. So Yeah, I, I think you all can tell. I'm, I'm going to plug you. I'm going to make you my last plug here, Evan. Um, if you're joining us late, I said this at the beginning. Uh, haven't known Evan a long time, but I've been impressed with him. In the short time we've known each other, we've had a lot of correspondence, um, texts, emails, Facebook, on the phone. And this is the guy who's going places. He's got a lot of creativity and a lot of passion. He's got a lot of enthusiasm. And as a filmmaker or an actor, you know, you need to link up with people like Evan here because uh, you, you're you all going to make each other better. Thank you, man. Thank you for giving me that shout out. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, man. Well, it was nice talking to you. I hope that you guys enjoyed the show. You know, I hope that you learned a lot from me and Mr. McLean here. And I definitely will be uploading this episode shortly. I'll distribute it out to Facebook and my Snapchat and my Instagram, of course. Those are my three favorite platforms to be on. But um, yeah, man, you know, I hope to bring you back on here and... Or if you even think about doing a podcast yourself, you know, you could have me as a guest on there. Uh, I, I would. I'm not planning that, but I, I definitely would. Uh, like I said, we help each other out. Um, of course, when you just said about having me back, probably people still watching said, oh, my God, no, there's enough of him already. But uh, <laughs> I know I talked a lot today, but, you know, uh, I'm going to blame Evan. He gave me the platform. He gave me a chance to talk about stuff I'm passionate about. And, and I want to just say one last time, I'm not saying I got it all figured out. I am not God's gift to acting in Houston. I'm not God's gift to acting in my neighborhood. I'm just saying that uh, I have worked a lot in a short period of time. I've learned a lot of things. And, you know, I'm, I'm always happy to, to share and to help other people out. So hopefully I didn't talk too much. Hopefully there was something in here that you all can use. And... Uh, Again, I thank you, Evan, for the opportunity, and I thank everybody uh, for watching. You know, even if you don't have a project for me, give me a holler. Let's connect. You know, let's make each other better, and maybe we'll work together someday, or maybe we'll just be friends. But uh, I always like to connect with fellow creatives. All right, man. Um, I'll talk to you soon. I'll just end it right there, and... You enjoy the rest of your evening, man. Okay. Thank you. You too. All right, man. Talk to you soon.